Hey, beautiful light worker. Thanks so much for listening to the Golden Otter Divinations podcast, where the metaphysical meets the mainstream. I'm your host, Autumn Seibel, and today on episode 305, I have America's leading authority and guide to wisdom healing Qigong, Master Ming Tanggu, sharing Qigong and how it can activate your life force chi energy to help you resist the COVID-19 virus, decrease your stress, feel more connected in a time of isolation, and even heal faster if you've been stricken by the virus. After listening, you can find more information by heading to the show notes, where you'll find links to our website, Instagram, and YouTube channel. From there, you can access any new or full moon rituals we discuss and get more information on how you can join the Lunar Manifestations co-creation tribe. Come visit me anytime at Golden Otter Divinations. That's golden like the precious metal and otter like the precious animal. Divinations, D-I-V-I-N-A-T-I-O-N-S.com. Looking forward to seeing you on the next live members only call at the new or full moon and meeting you during your private one-to-one new moon intention planting ceremony that's included in your annual membership. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Each review allows us to reach even more light workers like you, spreading light and love while raising our collective vibration. Okay, enjoy the episode. And if you have any questions about mediumship, manifestation, moons, or all things metaphysical, feel free to drop me a message. I'd love to hear from you. In gratitude, Autumn. Hi, everyone. I'm Autumn, and you're listening to Golden Otter Divinations. Thanks for joining us today as we explore where the metaphysical meets the mainstream. Join us each week as we share new, informative, and engaging interviews with medical experts, practicing mediums, intuitives, healers, and many more to help uplift, educate, and empower listeners like you to find physical and spiritual healing. Today, I have Master Ming Tong Lu, who is the man who has brought a profound 5,000-year-old form of Chinese healing to the West in the form of wisdom healing Qigong, and is bringing it forward as a vital practice in the time of COVID-19. As a child growing up in China during the Cultural Revolution, Master Ming Tong endured hunger, poverty, and a long separation from his birth family. Despite these incredible hardships, he became the first from his village to attend college, earning a bachelor's degree in mathematics, followed by two master's degrees, including an MFA from Ohio State University. As a graduate student in art, Master Ming Tong discovered the treasures of his own culture through the spiritual iconography of Hinduism, Buddhism, and Taoism, while practicing yoga, tantric Buddhism, and Qigong. In 1997, Master Ming Tong returned to China for Qigong training under Grandmaster Dr. Peng Ming, a Qigong Grandmaster trained in Western medicine and traditional Chinese medicine, and is the founder of the world's largest Qigong hospital. During his training, Master Ming Tong observed thousands of cases of chronic and incurable diseases being healed at this medicineless Qigong hospital, which treated 200,000 plus patients with more than 185 different illnesses with a 95% effective improvement rate. Could it be that medicine-less Qigong facility was a model that could be duplicated in the West? Sold on its benefits, Master Ming Tong dedicated his life to advancing the practice and creating a place in the United States to teach it. Hence, the Chi Center, just outside of Santa Fe, New Mexico, was founded, bringing the wisdom healing Qigong to thousands of people in the United States, China, and Europe through his retreats, workshops, books, and online educational programs. But today, with all that exciting news, he's here to tell us about how Wisdom Qigong Healing can help you resist the COVID-19 virus and decrease your stress, feel more connected in a time of isolation, and even feel (laughs) faster if you've been stricken by the virus. And I'm sure he's going to talk about raising our vibration, which laughter is definitely one of the things he does talk about. So without further ado, welcome to Golden Otter Divinations, Master Gu. 
Thank you. Thank you, Adam. Happy to be with you with all the listeners. Thank you. We're so excited. Right before the show started, we were,、um, we were chatting about you're in、uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico, and I'm in、uh, rural Africa. And we were talking about earthships, and we we're like,、uh, we were already off to the races talking about earthships and all these other things. I'm like, oh, wait, we haven't even started the interview. We should probably record this. But so to raise our vibration and really get into the flow, I like to ask all of my guests if they've had a golden moment lately. So, a golden moment being a time that you were just totally in the flow. Um, a moment you knew was sent by spirit or otherwise otherworldly, something that made your heart sing or made you smile. Had any golden moments lately?、Mm, yes, I think、uh, quite a few. Probably I'm consciously also kind of、uh, choose, you know, being this moment whenever、uh, I can. Especially living in Santa Fe, living in this magical land, connecting with the nature deeply. Really, so much easier for me to、uh, enter that state of mind in this golden moment. Just feeling this amazing openness, quietness, and connection with nature. You know, suddenly everything becomes so vivid, so alive, and so intimate, and without any story. You know, and really. A vacation from like、uh, stress, from you know the busy mental、mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, stories often we're in. So these moments are really precious, and also slow qigong practice. We're going to share as much as possible in this interview. We learn how to enter that state of connection, state of oneness, state of peace. No matter what's happening around us, so thank you for asking that question. Thank you. As I was listening to you speak, and then having read your、uh, book recently and watched some of your videos, I was like, "Oh, he's." So I grew up in Alaska, which is, you know, there's a majesty in Alaska that I've rarely experienced in other places. And I just had this conversation with someone that I think a lot of it has to do with. There's so much of the land that has never been touched by man.、Um, you know, it's just it's just so pristine. There's no big structures. The land rules. And in Alaska, like you really have to work with the seasons and in concert with the environment to even create sustainable buildings and roads and things like that. And so, as I was reading your your healing information, I just thought, gosh, it makes me it makes me feel like the feelings I have when I'm home in Alaska, and I can just like go out to the mountains and hike, or just go down to a riverbed and walk, and it just really clears your mind and declutters your energy. And、um, we're on lockdown here where we are in Africa because we haven't been hugely impacted, and they're hoping to like quell the spread of COVID here. And I find myself longing for long walks. In Alaska, long hikes—the things that when I was growing up, I was like, "Gosh, could I just please get out of Alaska and go experience the real world?" And I'm like, "Oh, that was the real world. That's the realest world." <laughs> so, so speaking of, I would love to just kind of start by talking about what is wisdom healing Qigong, because this is this might be a term that's new to、um, most folks listening to this. And something I read from your book that was like a good way to describe this is that there's two di- two different traditions of healing. In the Western world, the body and mind are typically perceived as two separate entities. The body is solid, made from physical matter, while the mind is intangible and non-physical. And Western conventional medicine typically focuses on the body, as if the mind is not a part of the equation. That's something we talk about a lot about a lot on this show. So you say, however, the placebo effect is often described as a trick of the mind that the mind plays on the body. 
So even the mind over matter perspective of the new psychology still makes the assumption that the mind and the body are two separate things, one housed inside the other, but only occasionally interacting. So this separation of mind from matter is only one possible perspective, and it's called body dualism. It was um, an idea uh, popularized by the French philosopher Descartes in the 17th century. But the Chinese tradition, which uh, Qigong is uh, brought forth from, takes a different view of the situation. And with a holistic paradigm of mind, body, heart as inseparable energy systems. There's an invisible yet measurable energy field connecting the three, mind, body, and heart, and all of life. And that's what I want to talk about today. How can we, how can we benefit from Qigong? What is it? And how did you find your way to it? Yes, I'm glad you starting with this context. I think that's really uh, one of the most important uh, uh, question, important recognition, how not only, you know, we're making progress in terms of in the Western paradigm, realizing, oh, the mind-body is interacting, oh, the psychology mm -hmm. is important, affecting, you know, our health and vice versa. So, but still, as you said, you know, treating them as different, you know, a different approach, you know, one way treating the body with all the medicines, all the physical interventions, you know, all the physical measurement, you know, science also based on perceiving the body as a physical, biological machine, so on. But uh, the ancient wisdom, including Qigong perspective, is really about working with energy, recognizing Everything is made of energy. So your physical body is made of energy. And as well, you have a subtle energy system beyond your physical body, affecting emotions, affecting even your mental capacity. Even your mind, your thinking is the expression of your mental energy. It's the energy field around you again. So then all existence of the universe is made of energy. So by recognizing that, is, is, is really made it possible for you to experience not only everything is interconnected, but everything is coming out of the source energy, the pure energy we call energy of creation, energy of life, whatever your name you call it. So when people ask me, you know, what is qi, what is energy? Basically, <laughs> I ask back, you know, what is not energy? <laughs> what is not qi? <laughs> you know, yeah. you don't import qi from China. Qi <laughs> is everywhere. Energy is everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time, you know, living with energy, <laughs> we may talk about energy. We may yeah. explain, my God, I don't have enough energy. You know, most people yeah. all kind of complain. The main complaint is I don't have enough energy to, you know, be functional or to realize, you know, my goal of life, including, you know, yeah. health, including contribution to the world, to life in general. Yeah. So the difference is um, the Qigong is uh, training ourselves to connect with energy, cultivating energy and living with energy consciously. So you're not mm -hmm. just living a life based on a habit. You're living, mm -hmm. a, you know, focus on consciously to move energy, opening energy, connecting with energy, and how you can benefit from this connection and for your health. So basically the yeah. is so simple. It's like more energy flow than more health. More energy flow, more happiness. 
more energy flow, more creativity as well, spiritual connection and fulfillment of life. So that mm. is a simple model. It's a very simple model. So when you're working with the energy, then realizing, oh, the energy is affecting your physical body. The energy is affecting your emotional experience of life. The energy is affecting your mental state of mind, creativity, and so on. Then realizing they're all inseparable. So yeah. the energy is animating life. Yeah. yeah. So then you start to feel... Uh, instead of the gap between the mind and body, you start to feel sense of not just connection, but awareness, sense of yeah. wholeness. We're existing as integrative expression of energy in all these dimensions, yeah. physical, spiritual. That's the... I laughed when you... I'm sorry, go ahead. So that's just the kind of one way of the, the framework we work with. But yeah. more importantly, is you can experience it, directly experiencing it. I laughed when you said chi is not something imported from China. I've been like, I'm stumbling on my words tonight. I laugh because it is kind of like in the Western world, there's a lot of, because it's uh, the Western world is such a scientific model. And it's like, well, what can we scientifically prove? And I talk a lot on this show about my mom's an internist and she chose internal medicine because she always saw the body as this holistically functioning entity. And you couldn't address something that was going on with somebody's gallbladder if you didn't address like their heart, but like just all the interconnected systems. And she always compared it to a car kind of, you know, if a car's not working, you don't just go bang on the tire and say, it's good to go. But in the Western model, it's such a, we have such a scientific understanding of the world that now our culture is shifting. And you'll hear people say, like you said, my energy is off. Your energy is off. That's bad vibes. Like we got to get in a good vibe. And the language is shifting to become kind of more elastic and like allow this less um, weird woo-woo. Like the woo-woo is what people use. It's like, oh, that's woo-woo. Like get out of here. I'm like, oh, that's woo. I would tell me more. Tell me everything. Because that's where the real, like you said, the creativity of life resides. And to back that, so in your book, you actually talk about how there is scientific proof that the mind and body are one. And you say more recently, modern science has been discovering the same secrets that Chinese healing traditions have known for thousands of years. For example, physicists have shown that only 4% of the energy in our universe has a physical form, which means that the other 96% is formless and invisible. Yet scientists are able to measure it uh, by the way of how it influences the physical world. So just like the universe, your physical body is only one small manifestation of your energy. And as I was reading through your books the last few weeks and kind of coming into your energy, I started, um, I do this things like the 80-20 rule where like only 20% of our spirit and our energy actually resides in our physical form and the rest is kind of like up in the ether, so to speak. And I was like, I'm just going to like for the week, even though I have a lot of practical 20% real life things to do, like homeschooling my kids and, you know, doing my my career and the podcast and just like all the day-to-day -day things of having a business and a family and all that. I was like, I'm just going to let the 80% of me that resides up in the ethers, or maybe it's the 96%. I should, maybe I'm really only 4% here and the other 96 is out there. I was like, I'm going to let them take care of the details. And just by making that subtle shift, and I only do, I only say this to like give folks an, like concrete examples of how you can shift into this energy a little bit quicker. It's like, we got a new puppy um, serendipitously who now can chew on shoes that we've never had to worry about oh, I need a basket. I drive around the corner. There's someone selling a basket. I will take the basket. Just like the little tap, like the little things that I would have to go and find somebody or order or something or do something. Little emails. I'm like, oh, I need to send an email to see if that is going to actually be a, like a, a viable option for us. 
next time I go check my email, somebody has already emailed me about it saying they want to do it. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even, and it's this idea that like our thoughts become things. And if you put it out to the universe, but in Western culture, at least, and I would love to hear your experience having grown up in China and then coming to the United States, how almost task oriented we are and how addicted to the doing aspects of life we are. Because that's because that's actually what I would like to know, how you became inspired um, to become a healing Qigong master. And then you had a personal story uh, from childhood that I was wondering if you'd be interested in sharing. Um, yeah, actually, I didn't discover Qigong until um, 10 years after I moved to U.S. So mm-hmm. I didn't really grow up with Qigong. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, so, yeah, when I discovered Qigong back, uh, you know, almost 30 years ago now, in the U.S., basically when I was in graduate school study fine arts, and as an accident, um, my friends gave me a book in Chinese about this form of Qigong. And somewhat, uh, she asked me to translate Chinese to English for her. So I start become fascinated and uh, start really, you know, discovering, wow, this is uh, really profound, really, you know, surprisingly, because I didn't know anything about Qigong. And realizing this is, came from the very ancient tradition, you know, in China can do back to thousand years, even longer, back to Yellow Emperor time. So suddenly, the last thing I was studying at a time, such as philosophy of yin and yang, you know, I Ching and, uh, and cosmology, and also different expression, you know, if I'm Buddhist, the Taoist, the Suang, suddenly this book just brought everything together and started to make sense but also, you know, these practice. And I tried it with her first, then study more with her teacher, then realizing you can experience this philosophy. You can feel the energy. And that gave me really excited. So I went back to China to study with our teacher, Dr. Peng Min, Grandmaster Peng Min, who is the founder of Wisdom Healing Qigong at the time. And there was the um, largest medicine Qigong hospital with the five five thousand people practicing together one for one month at a time. So I was so overwhelmed, so inspired. It was like, oh my God, this is way beyond what I saw. <laughs> so but you start feel it inside of your body, feel the subtle energy start awakening, opening, and you take you to another level of experiencing your body, experiencing life in general. Even so in the beginning, you know, I had no hope to heal these conditions. You know, I was born, I, at least I lived with it from childhood, including asthma, sclerosis. And so since I began to practice very diligently, and after two years, I was able to heal completely from these two conditions, which is labeled as incurable or chronic condition. So as a side effect, as a surprise benefit. So, but more importantly, yes, I discover, you know, more happiness, deeper meaning of life, deeper connection with life. So one of them, my struggle in my life from childhood is really feel disconnected, feel separate, feel very inward. It's like I want to hide somewhere. <laughs> I don't belong, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what I do, where I go, I feel a sense of separation from the world, from the way, you know, we're living. So that's one of the reasons I 
in switch from mathematics to fine arts because I can mm -hmm. hide behind my camera, <laughs> just kind of uh, observing the world. <laughs> I know the world is beautiful, magical, is exciting, adventurous, but I didn't feel like I'm part of it. So I was like hiding myself somewhere, you know, mentally, spiritually, even emotionally. So with um, practice of wisdom healing Qigong, discover it's possible for me to feel comfortable with myself, comfortable with the world, comfortable with life in general. So I start to really become very dedicated from the very beginning. Then I decide to teach full time after I finish the master training program. So that's my short story. I love it. Yeah, so in, in the book that's actually available as um, a free giveaway link, it's in our show notes, so go check it out, folks. Um, you describe how you went to China and you started uh, studying, and in like a four-week pro process, you had these fits of coughs for like two weeks, and then you discovered some childhood trauma where it sounds like you had like a near-death, we would call it an NDE, a near-death experience, an open pit, and then lost consciousness, but it sounds like you didn't remember it necessarily. And then it was during this time that you uncovered that, began to heal it, and then your body followed suit. And that's a really common, you know, I love it that it's like we're having this, you know, China, Western, you know, Eastern, Western conversation because it's a commonality. You know, it's, it's universal. It's a universality. If somebody has a near-death experience or they suffer a trauma, uh, things get stuck in the body. And then it's only once we kind of address them and begin to heal them. And so like with the practice of Qigong, I was watching, we actually, you, I had a, like a meditation that you sent. And so I was trying to do it. And it's like, you put your hands out and you kind of get into like a neutral state. Cause I wanted to ask like, what's the difference between Tai Chi and yoga and Qigong? Cause we did a little meditation. It was nothing, you know, out of the ordinary, just kind of quieting. But then you like had us put our arms out and like kind of bring them back. And I was like, what is this? How can there, I was like, is this, am I doing exercise or breathing exercises? Am I meditating? I was like, what am I doing? But then I got so fatigued that I was like, holy cow, like whatever this is, it is moving energy through my body because the physical movements that I was doing, I don't think I'm that out of shape that I couldn't, I was watching you and I was trying to keep pace with you. And I was just like, holy cow, this is a lot of energy. And then you had us move up and I was like, and you're not, we weren't doing anything more than kind of holding some poses and kind of doing light pulses, almost like a ballerina, it reminds me of like a ballerina, how they do pulsing and then they hold and it, that takes a certain muscle strength, but I could feel the, I could feel the energy that was moving through. And I was just wondering if you could talk about that. Like what's the difference between yoga and Tai Chi and Qigong? Is it a, is it a movement? Is it a meditation? Yeah. I'm glad you shared your experience. It's like often people are surprised. My daughters uh, did it too. <laughs> we did it all together. <laughs> that, yes. Um, so if people, you know, familiar enough with Tai Chi and uh, even, you know, more popular, well-known in a way. So you see, like, um, the practice is, looks so simple, you know, meditative kind of movement. Some are more physical, more, more like martial art-like, some more meditative. Mm -hmm. And then you, you, you know, see people, you know, meditating, just like mindfulness meditation have become so popular, yeah. So it's like there's a similar quality, Qigong, and Tai Chi and the yoga and meditation, the similar quality. And, but the unique quality of Qigong is no matter what you do, you always focus on the subtle energy. So one of the reasons, you know, um, people think uh, these kind of stuff, you know, whether it's aging, whether it's Wu, whether it's, you know, 
<laughs> over the top because you know energy is you know on one hand as I mentioned is visible tangible but also the the most of the energy is invisible so you're trying to work with something invisible then people thinking oh this is woo, this is <laughs> skeptical you know how can you prove yeah. it so without doing it you always have this kind of question mark but when you do it then realizing oh my god these simple practice, simple movement you allow you to access the energy that you're not aware of. It. You cannot see it neither, but you're feeling it. You know, your body starts to feel warm, tingling sensation. You feel a sense of lightness, sense of uh, openness, sense of like, oh, I feel, you know, this power coming back to my life, come back to my body. So, yeah. The, the uniqueness of Qigong is really, no matter what you do, you focus on activating energy, opening the energy. That's the uniqueness. So other practice can be beneficial, but usually focus on, okay, this kind, this is uh, movement, this is exercise. I'm going to make my body flexible. I'm going to build my muscle, you know, I'm going to just yeah. my body. That's all important, yeah, including meditation. I'm going to calm my mind. I'm going to become more aware what is happening inside me, what's happening around me. That's all beneficial. So it's part of Qigong practice is go further. Is really, you know, first step, basically simple to summarize. First step is cultivating your awareness, but uh, focus on your body. You're connecting with your body. Then gradually, your awareness discovering the deeper dimension of your body is energy. Then the second step, you learn to connect, connect more proactively with your intention, connecting with the subtle energy in your heart, in your organ system, the subtle energy existing on the planet Earth, the subtle energy of the environment, the subtle energy of the universe. Then you're connecting with a purpose. What is your purpose? The purpose is nourishment. The purpose is loving kindness. The purpose is opening the energy to connecting with life, connecting with the deeper dimension of yourself. You know, what is important? Yeah, what is nourishing? What is healing? So that's the second aspect. You're consciously connecting with energy with this purpose. Then the mm -hmm. third is really focus on embodiment. So on one hand, you expanding your perception beyond the physical, as you said, to the 96%. But you also bring that energy of the invisible to the visible, to the physical. So you're concentrating, for example, to your brain, not separating from the subtle energy. Bring the subtle energy to the physical cells of your brain and continuously deepening this process to the physical organs, including your heart, your five organ system. So that's the three step. And that's really summarizing the uniqueness of Qigong, especially wisdom healing Qigong. So allow you kind of feel on one hand, is similar to Tai Chi yoga meditation, but on the other hand, is unique, it's different, because you focus on the energy very purposefully. And you go beyond just exercise, go beyond just breathing, go beyond just movement. For example, we do a lot of practice with the vibration, with the sound, and also visualization. Allow your mind connecting with the energy directly. And also we train students to healing from very beginning. 
use projecting energy to someone, whether it's in front of you or even in a long distance. Even mm -hmm. in session, when you relax, connecting with our, you know, with this conversation beyond just conversation, we're sharing the energy, you start to feel different. So energy, you know, when you're working with energy, we're realizing one of the most powerful quality is um, there's no separation. There's no separation. That's the truth. There, that's it. We're done, guys. He just said it. We're done. That's all you need to know. <laughs> I mean, it's the truth. Right. I'm just kidding, but that's the truth. Choose, but it's invisible energy. We're connecting through this invisible energy. So that's why the, the thinking mind, our perception, is based on physical perception. Mm -hmm. So in the physical perception, we see everything separate. You know, my body stops in the skin, you know. <laughs> then we're in a separate location in, in Africa, I'm in Santa Fe. <laughs> so then you see the in surrounding the room, there's a boundary, there's separation there. That's our yeah. first perception. And that's important, you know, to be functional in the physical world. As you mm -hmm. said, you have to take care of kids, take care of life, you know, <laughs> taking care yeah. of Everything based on physical. That's important. But right we missing is the spiritual dimension, the invisible yeah. dimension, the energy dimension. Then when we forget that, then we start feel limited, feel separate, feel isolated. So when we're opening our perception to the spiritual dimension, start feel, oh, everything is okay. This moment mm -hmm. I'm nourished by energy. This moment, mm -hmm. I'm connected with the universe, connect with the, with the, the earth. So it's like um, we mentioned, you know, the, the power, the magic of the earth, the, the land. Yeah. It's so important. You know, I feel so lucky to live here. You know, you don't see out of the window, but it's, it's a big land and right now. So green, so much life there. And we're so lucky, you know, in this uh, mm -hmm. lockdown of pandemic, we can take yeah. a walk every day with the family, but most of people cannot have that access easily. So yeah. we teach people, you can access the energy of the earth without leaving home. Even if you're living in a busy, you know, compressed place like in the city, you know, in small cubic, you still can connect in with the energy of the earth, slow your mind, slow your Absolutely. heart. So realizing yeah. that energy is inseparable, then we can tap into it, directly experience it without, you know, leaving your home, no matter where you're at. So that's yeah. the gift I want to, you know, bring to the people, including like when we do a lot of online programs through the technology. Mm -hmm. People start feel this energy connection, not only with the earth, with the universe, but with each other, with each other. Mm -hmm. Hundreds of people practicing together and sometimes yeah. even thousands of people. And uh, we're opening the gallery view, just looking at each other, feel each other's presence. It just feels so good, no matter where you're at, you know, different part of the world, whether you have to be, you know, stay home, isolated, or you're still relatively active. Whichever way it might be, you start to feel the connection without, you know, feel limited. So that is another Absolutely. amazing gift. Well, and it's, it's interesting, especially right now. So we're recording this in um, June, 2020. Whenever you're listening to this in the future, you'll probably think back on the, you know, spring and summer of 2020 as just, it was just a wild ride. Um, it still is. 
and right now there's so much there's so much global shifts happening but especially in the united states we're experiencing a, a complete social shift and it's like things that were once not really talked about or buried kind of in our vibration is becoming revealed. And now we're all suddenly plugged in and tapped in, but maybe not necessarily aware of this idea that we are all connected energetically, not just through our phone calls or our text message, not just in this like boundaried way. We perceive the world to have all these boundaries, but really we are all very connected. And the more I think, and kind of what I'm hearing you say is that we can, um, is more we lean into love or at least the understanding that we are all one, we are all connected. We can move forward. And it's, you know, in the, in the Western world, we say like, raise our vibration, raise the collective vibration. And that's what I'm hearing you say. Um, we're going to take a quick break though. But when I get back, I want to talk about why specifically Qigong came to the United States, why it, your master teacher, gave you the teachings um, when they, he could no longer teach in China and sent you and some other folks to the Western world, basically, to teach us about how Qigong can bring increased mental clarity, release emotional blockages, give more mental and physical energy, produce more mo like physical mobility and open energetic fields that can feel like, you know, water rushing through the, through the body. But stay right here. We're going to take a quick break. So um, a second ago, we were talking about how the practice of Qigong, uh, wisdom healing, uh, came to the United States. And you say in your ebook that tragically in the year 2000, Chinese law banned people from practicing Qigong together in numbers greater than 100. And by this time, the uh, center in China had grown to about 5,000. So your master teacher, Dr. Pang, thought it best to disperse his staff and students, entrusting his teachings to you and other trained teachers to carry out into the world. So how did you end up back in the U.S.? How did you end up in Santa Fe? What was it that led you to specifically that area? And how, yeah, how did it get started in the States? Please tell us. Right, and um, yeah, when I finished my master training, the year of uh, 2000, actually that's the time and the medicine Qigong has to be closed down for critical reason. And uh, simply because one of the group in China and they started as a Qigong group, then become kind of more critical, even religious as well, mm -hmm. getting conflict with the Chinese government. Mm -hmm. So like any government doesn't like that. <laughs> so the Chinese government, mm -hmm. you know, have a superpower that can do anything they want to do. So they basically had a new policy, you know, and people can only practice Qigong with less than 100 people. And with a few exceptions, if the leader is not alive, then you can do it. Because what they're afraid of is the critical powers. I and, understand. Oh, yeah, they don't, feel, don't want to feel, you know, lost control of whatever the power is. So for that reason, we had to close down the Medicine Qigong Hospital. So by the time I finished my, med you know, um, master training program, the center was closed down. So that was really very, very sad moment. And um, so I asked my teacher, you know, when I was ready to come back to U.S., asked him, what should I do, you know, because Qigong is so new and to the West. And relatively also it's new in China, even it's very ancient, but it has been kept very secretive until mm -hmm. 50 years ago. So my teacher is one of the pioneers opening these um, secrets to the mainstream at a time, mm -hmm. yeah, 40, 50 years ago. So, so I asked him, you know, should I teach 
for time or should I keep my job as an artist? I was a teacher, as an artist teacher. And uh, he said, you, may should, uh, you should keep your job, just go back experimenting how you know, people responding to this. Mm -hmm. So I didn't listen to her, him. So I came back, <laughs> basically started to teach for time and without knowing how I can survive. But I felt such a dedication, just, just no question in my heart. That's something I want to do for the rest of my life. So I started to teach in the beginning without knowing where, where the students going to show up. So kind of um, experimenting that. Then over the time, I moved from Ohio, from, you know, to California, to San Diego, to Ashland, Oregon, opening my own center, like a yoga center, Qigong center there, almost like a yoga studio. So then I moved to the Bay Area, then the program started to expand much bigger. Then I decided to have our own center, retreat center. So that was uh, about four years ago, we moved to Santa Fe. So then we start to really have ongoing kind of uh, program continuously now, um, mostly online, but also in-person retreat lasting from one week long to six weeks long. So yeah. for, and where can people find you if they wanted to come out to the out or watch your on right now, they probably won't be coming out, but once the world writes itself, where can they find you to find you in real life? And then also to get your online courses or classes um, now, where can folks find you? So most important way, our simple way to starting this is against the internet, slow online. So you can do that in the convenience of your home especially most of us now have more time. But also, um, as you mentioned, in this pandemic, you know, we are experienced so, have experienced so much already, and this is gonna mm -hmm. continue for a while, for months to come, even years yeah. to come. So in a deep sense, we, we're gone slow a trauma, basically. This is not only just personal trauma, it's a collective trauma, you know, yes. even, we may not aware the impact yet, but it's- I just got chills as you described that. In our body right now, even when you look around the world, all the problem, as you said, is review now. You know, the old problem, the new problem, you know, all these problems, health crisis and social issues, economical issue, political issue, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. you know, discrimination, you know, all these yeah. issues has been there before, but now it's kind of brought up, reviewed itself. Yeah. But also the good thing is brought, is activated. You know, people learn to be more compassionate, more yeah. accepting of each other, learn to be more loving, learn to be also politically courageous, for example, the, the amazing, you know, protest is happening, mm -hmm. you know, to really to bring more love, more peace to the world, more acceptance. Yeah. So both is, is kind of become really coming to the surface. Yeah. Often we label it as good and bad is like really coming to the surface, but really acknowledging more importantly is this energetic activation, whatever is being suppressed whatever being problematic, whatever being stressed or traumatized, now it's brought up. It's time, it's an opportunity to heal this condition, old condition. 
So that is yeah. really the excitement. I think that's the part is, uh, is really not only all the ancient tradition, wisdom, mm -hmm. you know, from different cultures become available in the last uh, 30, 40 years, and especially yeah. now so the internet available for us. But especially well, the pandemic, so we can make mm -hmm. more commitment to do something. And yeah. that's the reason these ancient traditions become available for us, because there's yeah. a need. There's a level of awareness, there's a level of commitment. We're ready yeah. to do this. So that's why I feel so inspired, so excited yeah. to share as much as possible. But more importantly, beyond the information, is the practice to make this possible. You know, no matter yeah. how much understanding, how much knowledge, how much information, how much book you read, until you do the practice <laughs> like yeah. kind of way. So my hope is after the pandemic, we can, you know, during the process of pandemic, we can start to make a new choice, including, mm -hmm. you know, whatever practice can benefit in you, benefiting our new choices, then life can transform to a new pattern, new possibility, new vision. So I'm excited mm -hmm. to share in this time as much as possible. So one of mm -hmm. the information, but also the practice video to share with you is um, slow the website called ancienthealingsecret.com where you can yeah. receive in the ebook, you know, with more information about this wisdom, healing qigong, healing practice, but also yeah. guided practice to enhance uh, your immune system, your energy level, enhance your capacity to work slow the challenging time, as well improving your health, the baseline of yeah. your no matter what's happening in life in general. Yeah, as you were talking, um, so to get the free giveaway, it's ancienthealingsecrets.com. That link is also in our uh, show notes. But as you were just first describing how you brought um, this practice to the United States and all the places that you were called before finally settling in Santa Fe, um, I have a, a, a membership group called Lunar Manifestations and we hold space at the new and full moon. And oftentimes I will talk about if something is like still on your heart, like it's something you want to ma manifest or something that you want to create in your life, it's not going to go away until it's fulfilled if it keeps coming up. If it falls away, it's just like anything in life. If it falls away, then it wasn't meant to be yours, really, because something else was on the way. And so as you were describing your, your journey to start um, this center and have it be a healing space, I just thought, wow, like that's an example of how you, know, we, you talk about in your um, book, the collective and the, and the individual your journey led you to create a space where the collective could come and heal. And I didn't even connect the dots until you just said, you know, we're going through a trauma and yes, we are going through a trauma, but the light at the end of the tunnel is that there are so many spiritual leaders and spiritual healers out there who are around the country and they have these beautiful healing centers. So thank you for following your heart, like the intentions and the desires that were on your heart to, you know, maybe get from behind the camera and in front of the camera. Now <laughs> you're in front of the camera. And sharing this wisdom so that others can heal and they can walk in the light of their truth. And then there were six golden keys that, oh, I guess the other thing I wanted to say was um, for any members who are listening to this, we have a ritual, the Aquarius ritual. Um, and it's about, it's called Just Breathe. And it's about activating state to get into alignment. And when we were talking about like Qigong practices of like moving your arms and just kind of inhaling, exhaling to think um your like mental, spiritual, and emotional bodies together. I was like, oh, we have a ritual about this. And I'm going to put this interview in there. 
But the, you talk about in your book, the six golden keys of wisdom, healing, kagong being uh, how low, how la I am, inner smile, I am love, service, I am connected, trust, I am enough, collaboration, I am a co-creator, and practice, I am now. And I just feel like that's such a beautiful mantra for um, even if you don't go through the whole, you know, I guess, journey of exploring Qigong, those six golden keys, I think will really support people. It's I am, I am, I am love, I'm connected, I am enough, I'm a co-creator, I am now. I thought that was really beautiful because I want to pivot into a, a conversation because we always say on this show, be sure to consult your medical provider. Ideally, you're working with a medical practitioner or licensed provider who is willing to work in concert with you on your healing journey because it's not just mind, it's mind, body, soul. And so I wanted to talk about how wisdom, healing, kagong, and conventional medicine, like what their relationship is and how they can work in concert. Would you mind speaking to that for a minute? Sure. You know, first of all, I really appreciate you made such great effort to read the book. And uh, <laughs> that really warmed my heart. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, it was a great, it's a great book. And it's a quick read, like the, the ebook. Um, just grab it, you guys, and kind of like breeze through it and, and um, maybe take like uh, two, page, two pages at a time. Because I feel like there's so much wisdom packed in, especially if you're new to this idea that like the mind and body are connected. It's just, yeah, it's a really great read. Definitely read it. So yeah, um, so Qigong works well actually with any other modality. You know, there's three kind of categories. One is uh, conventional medicine, then integrative medicine, then mind-body medicine, so to speak, a big category. Qigong mm -hmm. is mind-body energy medicine category. So these three categories are and is a different category, but on the other hand, they can work together very well. So, but recognizing what are these is designed for, then you can use them effectively for your own need. You know, for example, the conventional medicine, um, using medication, using scientific approach of the body itself, basically, you know, isolating different systems, specializing mm -hmm. in system, you know, brain functions certain way, the heart cardiovascular system functions certain way, you know, analyzing the chemical, biological, then using whatever medication or even surgery to, to, <clears throat> to do that process. So um, recognizing two quality in allopathic medication, one is, is designed for uh, you know, kind of acute condition, acute condition, mm -hmm. injury, you know, heart attack. It's so good. It's literally can yeah. It's so good, amazing. Yeah. It's like nothing can be that compatible that. And the second is also designed to manage your symptoms, especially, you know, chronic incurable condition. So mm -hmm. words chronic condition means incurable from conventional medicine point of view, uh, allopathic medical kind of view. So that means yeah. all medication is, uh, is designed to manage a symptom. So it's not really resolving the issue, but masking the issue so that you can function better, you know, by suppressing the symptoms. So that is what is aerospace medicine. Yes, then the integrated medicine, you start addressing more like, okay, so um, whatever diagnosis might be, then realizing, you know, your food, is important contributing to that. Your lifestyle is contributing to that. Your relationship, your life, your stress levels 
you know, contributing to that. So kind of go through all these uh, different aspects of life, then trying to make change on this mm -hmm. aspect. Then by doing that, also really enhancing your health, yeah, but also improving the quality of your life. So that is kind of integrative medicine is focused on. Then the mind-body medicine is focused on what you can do yourself. So in this case, Qigong, by working with the energy, you can change your energy in this moment. Basically, wisdom healing Qigong is a very different process. Is no matter what happened in the past, no matter what you can do with allopathic medication or even integrative medicine, you still can change your energy in this moment. You cannot yeah. change what happened in the past. You may have very little control of the environment. You know, you may have difficult to change your lifestyle. Yeah. So, but you can change your energy directly internally. So this practice yeah. of movie meditation, sound meditation, sitting meditation allow you to change the energy in this moment. So by doing that, you're enhancing what else you're doing. So most people is like in the beginning is take advantage of Qigong by enhancing this process, uh, supporting other things you're doing, allopathic yeah. medicine, you know, or integrated medicine. Then eventually they feel stronger and stronger. They do more Qigong, realizing they use less of allopathic medication, less of integrated medication. Then eventually they become more empowered to take care of themselves. That's kind mm -hmm. of normal process. Then say, oh, I'm feeling energy, I'm feeling more empowered. They just start to, you know, using Qigong to maintain their health, even to heal this condition. And especially a lot of people have tried everything in the past. You know, I have students in one example, Tom, you know, with all kinds of illness, 10 different life death illness, incurable, da da da, it's all like incurable, 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 try all kinds of medication, yeah. and the, the, the condition getting worse and worse. Took him two years to get rid of all medication and mm -hmm. function normal. Now, you know, working full time, even in the Chi Center, now helping other people. It's just like amazing, you know, when people. Yeah. Do this. That's it. And I always um, advocate that people, when they're seeking a medical provider, to find somebody who will listen. And if you're looking for like tips on finding a medical provider, please um, go and listen to episode 101, the very first episode of this podcast. I had my mom on, who's an internist. I figured as I, she gave birth to me. So as I give birth to this podcast, I should have her on. But I feel like the way we talk about medicine is like, a way she comes from the Western model and I come from more like a holistic model. Um, well, actually my model was born out of the Western model. And it was because I, as I've shared many times, I spent a lot of my youth dealing, not dealing with like being in the presence of people who were dying, people who were chronically ill and, um, or terminally ill and seeing their journeys unfold and like kind of understanding the nuances of why some people got better and some people didn't. And then what happened to people when they, they reached like the natural culmination of their life, like their life's natural end at, you know, 95 or a hundred. And so if you're looking for a medical provider, definitely listen to that episode so that you can find a path to walk, like, especially if you're experiencing chronic illness or, um, maybe mental health 
issues such as like depression or anxiety, which is like definitely on the rise right now or insomnia. Um, so that if you do end up going on like maybe a medication or a Western medical uh, treatment plan, you have a, a complementary option available to you. So I'm a certified health coach and that's like kind of the bridge that health coaches provide is what can we do for your diet and lifestyle to kind of, you know, get a, a good middle ground working with your medical provider? And then what else can we incorporate to kind of bring these three together? And it's a lot like we started this interview with mind, body, spirit, and all have to work together. And so, um, yeah, definitely try to find a medical provider that will be willing to walk with you on this journey. And if you're having a hard time finding one, send it out to the universe. Like we were talking about, maybe use some of the practices of Qigong to open up your energetic field to invite the perfect you know, practitioner to come. Like you might just get a, an email or a, uh, a flyer in the mail, or you might see a sign driving down the highway. There's new people graduating medical school and holistic allopathic school every day. Um, and I think with like the pandemic, there's going to be a lot more interest in folks looking at both traditional medical paths and alternative medical paths. Man, that's, we've reached the top of the hour. This was a really fun interview. Before we go, I did want to say, would you mind, you talk about in the book, receiving the blessings of your teachers. It's kind of like, it's one of the, the steps in Qigong. So before we go, uh, Master Gu, could you please leave us with a special how law blessing? I think in your book you say it's, you're always well and getting better. Is that yep. what that is? Before I do that, I want to just share briefly the yeah. story of Cynthia Lee, and she's also a physician, I think an internist to like your mom. And, yeah. uh, and, but she had a um, chronic urinous, um, mm-hmm. chronic fatigue, different diagnosis all the time, chronic mm-hmm. fatigue, the milk conditions, yeah. you know. This is like chronic fatigue and autoimmune disorder, that's not an actual diagnosis. Those are just catch-all terms for things that we don't, like the medical model doesn't actually know what it is. It's like the immune system is out of order. We don't really know what it is. So it's chronic fatigue syndrome or autoimmune disorder. It's like, what does that even mean? Like, where is my autoimmune system? It's my entire body. So where are you trying to say my body is disordered? Sorry, I interrupted. Is uh, she knew everything what is available, you know, from aeropathic medicine, couldn't solve the puzzle. And then she went to all the integrative med- medicine, including functional medicines, and improved quite a bit, but still couldn't solve the big puzzles. So then he, mm-hmm. she discovered wisdom healing Qigong. And over the time, she become, you know, more and more and more dedicated, then eventually recovered. So even for her as a you know, physician, she has to take this journey of exploring you know, what is possible, what is true. And so now she's requiring all her patients to do Qigong first before she agreed to see them. <laughs> oh, really? Before your appointment, do a meditation. Exactly. So now I think more um, conventional medicine doctors, I think more open-minded, you know, yeah. opening to these approaches. Because the more you working with these chronic conditions, you know the medication can only help to the degree of managing the symptom. So if you want to help them more, you have to open to other options. Yeah, including yes. medicine, including mind-body medicine. Yes. But also, you know, if the patient 
able to participate in the healing process, then mm -hmm. whatever you do with them, it become more effective. If the person only depend on you, or are not willing to engage in the healing process, then whatever you do is, is going to be limited. It's not going to be yeah. really working. So, <laughs> so that's I talked about that on mind physician, I think, and now begin to mm -hmm. realize that. So I'm very grateful to yeah. see that it's happening. So with that said, I've, uh, yes. I've talked about that on so many other episodes, what you just said. It's that there's some, like there's some folks who just are not, like they want somebody else to do the healing for them, but we have to do all our own healing. And I saw that in my mom's practice. I was like, why are some of these folks not healing? Like she's doing everything she can. She's spending quadruple the time with them than other people. And then it becomes a matter of like, they want her to heal them. They don't believe that they can heal themselves. But a light bulb just went off when you were describing Dr. Lee, who has her patients do Qigong uh, before they come in. I, as a kid, spent, the reason I do what I do is because as a, as a kid, I spent hours, 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 hours after school in my mom's medical office. And she would send me out to the waiting room because she would spend so long with her patients. But she was always running behind. I mean, like, we're not talking like 20, 30 minutes. We're talking hours. And it's like, it's abysmal, but it was like the 90s. And it was, you know, people were willing to wait that long. But I would go out into the medical waiting room. My mom would be like, just go out there and dance and, and entertain them and make them forget that you're, <laughs> I'm running three hours late. And meanwhile, I'm like, mom, I've got ballet or I've got to go. Like, can't we just, whatever. So the point is, very, I spent a lot of time entertaining folks in the waiting room and just talking and engaging. And, I, you know, I, I tell the story like it was a drag, but really it was a it was a great learning experience. I got to hear a lot of people's stories. And Alaska is such an interesting place to hear those stories because not many people are from there. Point of the story is, what if every doctor's office in the world, but or in the Western world, had some form of Qigong playing on their waiting room TV instead of daytime you know, TV or daytime news that's only going to feed the fear and anxiety in, inside of us. What if there was something a little bit gentle playing and people could do even elderly patients or elderly uh, or like infirmed or, or ill people could do like, you know, just the simple pulses, simple breath work, and then they go into the waiting room or into the doctor's office. I mean, you could do that in like hospitals. And it's really like, how much would that cost to implement? And what could the benefits be to our, our healthcare system? Yeah, I think that's a right. uh, need to happen in some way will happen because, you know, mm -hmm. really people are stressed, people realizing yeah. the, um, the ongoing challenge of uh, health crisis. And yeah. as you said, it's, it's really inexpensive too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So just take it. They can come to your center and get trained and then go back to their practices. It takes courage. So more you providing support to the patients, to the people in the need, more you empower them, the more benefit we can truly generate. You know, the final message I want to share is really this is the time, amazing time of human history for us to learn how to take care of ourselves more effectively, more lovingly, more compassionately, more beneficially. So by doing that, we can learn how to take care of each other, even taking care of the planet Earth more effectively, more wisely, more lovingly. So that is, uh, I think, the lesson we're learning uh, when we are experiencing so much challenges, confusions, and the loss, you know, pandemic, and so on. So I want to share this energetic blessing is um, simply two words, how la, 
means all is well in the oneness of energy. When we're letting go of the story, letting go of you know, personal identification, letting go of even physical perception, the limitation of physical perception opening to the oneness of pure energy of the universe. We start to feel this connection with oneness. We feel a sense of peace, all is well. So that's his first meaning. The second meaning is uh, uh, getting better. Getting better, that means by consciously making choice, consciously dedicating or practice with responsibility, with intention, with dedication, then we can allow different part of the body, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, personal, even collective, awakening into the oneness. So by doing that, then we're naturally experiencing getting better. So the energy function is getting better and that encompassing all dimensions, as I mentioned. So with that is the, is the activation of that blessing, but also is that energetic, yeah, energetic dedication we're making. So together, uh, I'm sending this haula to everyone, whoever is listening, whoever is connecting with us directly, indirectly. So in the energy, again, there's no separation. Can feel in this uh, frequency of haula. Hola. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Hola. Always well getting better. I love that. Wow. All right. Thank you so much for listening and be sure to follow Golden Hour Divinations on Instagram where you can check in with me and let me know about your golden moments so Spirit and I can cheer you on. Also, if you'd like to contact me or join my monthly manifesting um, tribe lunar manifestations, please visit my website, goldenotterdivinations.com forward slash join now. Golden like the precious metal and otter like the precious animal. Please take a moment to sign up for some inbox gold to stay up to date on all things golden otter. I want to thank my guest today, Master Wing Tang Gu, for sharing the healing be benefits of Qigong wisdom. And I want to thank you all for tuning into Golden Otter Divinations. I had an amazing time sharing this sacred co-creation space with you. Have a great, and I'll feel your positive vibes back here next time. Hala. <laughs> thank you, Master Wing Tang. Thank you. Thank you, Otter. Hala. All right, Lightworker, thank you so much for tuning in to Golden Otter Divinations. For more tools to up-level your metaphysical game, get your questions answered, and connect with me live at the next new or full moon, please consider joining my Lunar Manifestations co-creation tribe now by heading to the link in the show notes. It's www.goldenotterdivinations.com forward slash join now. You can also get a digital copy of any of the rituals we discussed by clicking the link in the show notes or heading over to the Golden Otter Divinations YouTube channel where I share practical ways to incorporate these metaphysical tips and tools into your everyday life. You can also message me on Instagram for more information. Lastly, if this moon thing is just not for you, but you want to connect with me in real time, you can schedule a private one-to-one -one validation session by heading to the book now link in the show notes. It's always my honor connecting with you in this sacred co-creation space. In gratitude, Autumn.